1: What is up and welcome to the uncontested podcast live from NBA Summer League in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're not talking about a Vegas game right now, guys. We will be talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder losing their final game of Utah Summer League 79 to 80 to the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. To my right, I have JD Silva with me. Fellas. And we've got Nick Crane. Howdy, howdy. We've been out in Vegas for about a day now. We will be heading, as soon as we're done recording here, out to Thomas and Mac. We get to watch two NBA games live tonight, so we're super excited for that. And before we move on, quick programming note. Tomorrow, 1 p.m. Vegas time, which I believe is 3 p.m. Central time, 4 4 p.m. Eastern, we will be live from the Blue Wire studio in the Wynn Resort here in Vegas. We walked by today, gentlemen,
2: It's insane. It's so nice. It's literally nuts.
1: It's going to be incredible. So make sure to tune in to that episode. I believe we'll be like live on YouTube. I I think all that's going to be able to happen. So make sure to tune in 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Uh, We cannot wait to get the podcast in that studio. With that being said, this one's going to be a quick hitter tonight as we cover this final OKC game out in Utah before they travel out here. I, I assume they'll fly into Vegas tonight. They play their first game Saturday. Uh, we watched this game downstairs at our hotel. Nick, just initial impressions from this one. Obviously, Chet Holmgren sets this out. Trey Man plays. What are some things that jumped off the page to you?
2: Um, team struggled a bit offensively without Chet. Um, he was, I think, I'm pretty sure he led the team in plus minus the first two games. And they dominated both those two games. Um, tonight, not so much the case. I don't think this Philly roster was any better or worse than the other two teams they played, but um, much different result, a lot less hype. Trey man was back. Like you said, he looked fine. He wasn't super efficient, but had some, some cool plays to watch, but I just think that goes to show. I know this, this podcast is about tonight's game in which Chet didn't play. And here we are talking about Chet <laughs> to open up the podcast, but he does so many things that impact winning that don't show up in the stat sheet. And um, yeah, just a different team without him.
3: Silva, yeah, I kind of thought. Uh, I didn't realize until very recently that Josh Giddy went three for 11. Uh, that was like one of the better three for 11 games that I've seen.
1: Yeah, he and the three were a pretty loud three. Yeah, one a, a step back three pointer uh, on a nice little crossover. I forget what the other one is. And then one the, was a
2: traded Josh assist under the basket.
1: That is right. A little, a little scoop, uh, cut and layup. And then the third one. Maybe the loudest play of summer league so ah, far. Yammed it. Josh Giddey put a man in his grave out in Utah and then talked trash after it.
2: Got teed up. But I the, didn't, the play before that, that dude blocked his shot.
1: Yeah, out to like half court.
2: And I think he got upset and said, I'm coming at your head.
1: And he did that in a massive... I Guys, I didn't know Josh had that in him. No. Like, I knew he could dunk. I didn't know he could get up and put one on top of somebody. And a trash talk afterwards was, uh, I don't know. There's just nice. the icing on the cake. It was beautiful.
2: Uh, you, you said it whenever it happened. Maybe the best best play of summer league. Yeah, so yeah. far. Yeah,
1: so far. Silva, you you were tweeting from the account tonight. You yeah. you made a mention about I think halfway through the third quarter uh, about Alexei Pokushevsky and his play tonight. Just talk yeah. a little bit about about what you saw and how you felt about Pokus' play.
3: I, I was hard on him in game one. I thought he came out in game one of Summer League and looked sloppy. But I, I think I need to reel that back a bit and think and just admit like a lot of a lot of guys look sloppy coming out. Like Trey, Trey's handle looked a little rough. Same same was for Poku. Josh's handle has looked a little rough at times. Poku looked controlled to, controlled today. Uh his stats don't jump off the page necessarily, but he had fourteen uh fourteen points, five rebounds, two assists, one foul. I think he had two blocks also on the night. Yep. Looks just looks like way more controlled. Uh, just whipping the only way he knows how to pass is just whip that thing around.
2: <laughs> Seriously, like he doesn't make normal it. passes. No, never yeah.
1: five of nine from the field, two of three from three. Very efficient. I thought, minus a, a ticking time bomb that he got. And what was that? I think the first quarter, Nick and I actually talked about yeah. that live whenever it happened. I thought he took good shots, it wasn't like crazy shots for the most part. Uh, a very efficient night for the most part. Now that's one game out of 3. I asked you guys this earlier during the game. I want to ask you again. Do you think we see Poku out here in Vegas?
3: I don't. I kind of I don't I don't think we do, but I kind of think it would be good for him. I would out, like to, to come out here. Let him let him keep moving forward with this momentum he's building.
2: I think it's not even a Poku thing. Like it's not a he doesn't need it, but I do think that Vegas will be intended to give Not just the the rookies, but there's like five, six guys on the summer league roster that we really haven't even seen play. That's true. Yeah, you know, I I, I think I think Josh and Poku um, could use the reps. You know, reps are good regardless, but I don't think we're going to see those two guys, and we're going to see Gaddy instead of Giddy maybe playing some minutes. Yeah.
1: So on the roster for guys that played last year that are on the summer league roster, you have Giddy, Trey, Man. Poku, Jerry, J R E, Veet, Veet mm-hmm. Aaron Wiggins. Mm-hmm. That's six guys. Of those six, who does not play in Vegas?
2: Poku and Giddy.
1: You think the rest of them are all fair game?
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're going to play 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. But I do think that they will be suited up and in the rotation. But maybe not every game but yeah, a couple of games. I don't know yeah. how much
3: JRE has the gain. I feel like he just, this guy has just kind of picked up where he left off at the end of last season. Just looks, he, just looks slimmed up. Came right in. He's
1: just like incredibly professional. Is he not so professional? Yeah.
3: Uh, which he didn't have the goatee, but besides that, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nick, you mentioned Trey, Mann a little bit earlier. Can you just kind of expand on, on what you saw from Trey tonight? What were some things that you liked? What were some things that were worrisome? And what are you looking for him looking for out of him out here in
2: Vegas? Nothing worrisome. Um, the handle was a little bit loose, but that's not like anything that worries me um a little bit rusty, which is probably expected it's his first game yeah. and after missing the first two in health and safety protocols um I'm sure he's he's a little bit out of shape after mm-hmm. health and safety protocols yeah um but i mean he he has the most effortless shot. we all talked about that as we were watching him. He flicks his wrist it it it's up it's in most of the time like You watch Josh shoot and you're like, whoa, like that was like, he had to really shoot that ball. Trey just looks so easy.
1: Yeah, it's, it is. He he just shoots it so softly, so easily. Um, Let's talk about a a few other guys before we get out of here tonight. Um, Jalen Williams, J-Dub. Yeah. Lil Bill.
2: (laughs) Quit pushing the narrative. (laughs) I'll
1: never stop. Not as efficient of a night tonight. Uh, He went... Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Two of seven from the field. O of one from three. Seven points, two rebounds, and assists, and 21 minutes. But two things that really jump off for me: three steals and one block. Yeah, I feel like, and the the block, we were all pretty impressed. Uh, it was just kind of a he rotated over. He went straight up vertical, uh, and then kind of swatted it at the very top. It went out of bounds. The the 76ers got to take the ball back out. But just an incredibly heads up, heady, smart, fundamental defensive play at the rim. We joked all night as we watched this game about how freaking long his arms are and how insane it is. Yeah. And I feel like tonight, those arms made those those stats, those steals, and those blocks.
3: Yeah. Nick joked that uh, at one point in the game, Jw like bent over Ty's shoes, and wasn't like, a joke that actually yeah. happened. Yeah. No, he took like. It took no effort. It was like I was turning on a sink.
1: Yeah, he just kind of, like, doesn't even have turning to
3: really bend over.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. he, he, seriously, like, he, when he bent over to tie, like, when we bend over to tie our shoes, like, we're our knees are fully bent. Like, sometimes I sit down to tie my shoes because I can't lean down that far. <laughs> <laughs> this dude literally bent over like it was yeah. nothing. Like, he was picking up a quarter off the ground and just yeah. tying his shoes. One thing yeah. I
3: do wish uh, that changes between now and the regular season for J-Dub is every time he goes up, twi- twice today, not every time, when he goes up for a layup or a dunk and gets fouled in midair, he looks like he's being electrocuted, and his limbs just shoot all over the place. And he spins around and like does not land in a safe way. Uh, it scares me, and I hope that changes.
1: Yeah, it's. It, there was one where he tried to chase down, block somebody, and he took a tumble, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, like
2: let's let's not." So,
1: I think he's going to get a lot of burnout here in Vegas.
2: I think he gets the sixth most minutes on the team this year. I hope you're right.
1: I like that. I really like that. A few other guys I feel like we probably need to talk about. Let's talk about about. Veet. That wasn't where I was going, but that's (laughs) the road we're turning down. All right. Uh, Veet Krejci tonight. Five points, two assists, a steal. One hell of a block. Yes. -hmm. Yes. Uh, Played 11 and a half minutes. (laughs) Hasn't got a whole lot of burn so far. We saw some juice from Veet that I feel like we haven't seen so far, a little bit of athleticism that maybe was lost because this dude has been like perpetually getting His knee knees, scopes. Man. Yeah, maybe he's getting a little bit of that juice back. I think he's another guy we're going to see a lot of out here in Vegas.
2: There's, there's not many guys that play 11 minutes in a summer league game and you like remember multiple plays they made. Yeah, he did that.
1: He had that little step back on the baseline that yes. was really pretty. Um, like we mentioned that block, he just beat that dude's crap against the rim. Yep. Uh, impressive stuff from V any other thoughts on, on V
2: I, I still don't know. Like he is still a cut candidate. Definitely. Yeah. I think he's got a lot to prove here in summer league in Vegas, but in the limited action he's gotten, I feel better about him now than I did last week. He, he's someone I look forward to seeing in Vegas. Yeah. Hopefully he gets a lot of run.
1: We're going to see a lot of these guys that we haven't seen yet out here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who these dudes are. <laughs> There's a Jay Shackleford.
2: Jaden. Alabama yeah. guard, six foot one. He's tiny. He's not to do with the Afro, is he? No, that's J.D. Davison.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: The only thing I know about Shackleford is uh, that's Dale's alter ego from King of the Hill whenever he doesn't want the government to follow him. So a couple other guys I I feel like we definitely have to talk about. We kind of mentioned him earlier. Let's talk about him again, though. Jeremiah Robinson Earl tonight. 27 minutes, 10 points, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, 50% from the floor, 50% from 3, 100% from the free throw line. He just, he plays like he's been in the league for like five years. Mm -hmm. He's the most fundamental, nothing flashy, gets the job done. And that's not like any offense. It is boring. To JR. Oh, yeah. But it's not the most exciting, but he crashes the glass. He takes charges. um, He finishes layups. um, He swings the ball. Like just everything is so by the book. But it works like you need those when you've got guys like a a Chet Holmgren and a Shea Gilgis Alexander and a Josh Giddy, You need guys that are just kind of these plug and play type of guys. And I feel like that's JRE like he's going to give you the same stat line in a summer league game as he is uh, in a game in the NBA in February as he is down at the YMCA run.
2: And then in a playoff game at some point. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's just it's. You know what you're getting from that man every single night. And the Thunder have taken these massive swings on guys, right? Like Usman Jang. We'll talk about him in a second. Good grief. Huge <laughs> swing on some upside. Sometimes you just need those guys that are just consistent. JRE just fits that mold to a T.
3: I had to ask you mid-game how old he was. I was like, this guy, it seems like this guy's been in the league for eight years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He feels like he plays he plays like a 28-year-old. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. He could be starting for this team opening night. Uh, that's my prediction. Yeah.
1: I think he is starting. Wouldn't opening. be shocked. I think this summer league team, uh, not tonight, but the first two in Utah had three of the five Thunder starters.
2: Yeah. Starting. Well, according to the the national media, we were watching TV earlier. They should trade for Kenny Lofton jr. Just
1: don't even talk. start him. Now. Right. Huh? <laughs> don't huh? Even talk to me right now. <laughs> uh, Let's talk some Aaron Wiggins.
2: A wig. a
1: wig. 20 minutes, 11 points, three rebounds. Four of five from the field, three of four from three. Some really good defense. I think some people might consider Wiggins a cut candidate as well, uh, or at least a guy kind of getting lost in the shuffle. Who's was a pick in the mid-50s, played on a two-way, got bumped up at the end of the year. You want to talk about, uh, again, kind of like a JRE guy, a guy that just comes in, knows his role, and and plays it really to perfection.
2: He's a he's a quiet killer. Yeah. Like like how many plays when you look back at this game, it just finished what thirty minutes ago? How many Wiggins plays do you even remember? Yeah, not a lot. Like none. Yeah, none. But, but he but he puts but he puts things on the stat sheet.
1: He hits open shots. He's willing to muck it up on defense. Uh he's a ball mover, not a ball stopper. Uh he doesn't dribble that much at all. No. Just kind of a, a play finishing type of guy. Nothing that really jumps off the page at you. I think that's kind of what you're getting at, Nick. Nothing that screams, oh, this guy has like all-star potential. But just a really solid role player.
3: Yeah, I agree. I, I kind of wonder what his role and future will be with the Thunder in general. Yeah. I kind of think he's he uh, falls into the, I don't want to say Roby camp, but like a, a guy that could get swept under the rug during this rebuild roster exploration period for the Thunder. Um, I don't think it would be his fault. Uh, it's just, he's just someone where like you question what his ceiling is, even though he is, he can be an impact, impactful NBA player in some, in some sense, you kind of wonder like what his future is like when we're trying to find higher ceiling guys during this period.
1: Yeah. Like I wonder, do they prioritize giving a guy like Usman right minutes, letting him play through mistakes and get experience over giving like Aaron Wiggins run during the regular season? They should, you know? Yeah. So is, is he a guy that kind of gets lost in the shuffle? I don't know. Um, there's nobody else that really jumps out that I feel like we need to talk about. I mean, Usman had six points, two rebounds, two assists, a steal. Had a nice Euro. Had a really nice Euro step. Went one of four from three. Just has not shot the ball well um, while in summer league so far. We can talk about him more as we see him more. But so far, just nothing super exciting. He's he's not ready.
2: And we expected that. Yep. And and we should give him the benefit of that because of that.
1: Except NBA TV told me he's 22 years old.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was nuts.
3: That's bad. The G G
2: League
3: will be good for him.
1: I think he'll get a lot. If I I asked you guys right now on what is today, the 7th Mm -hmm. Thursday, July 7th, will Usman Jang play more NBA or G League minutes next season? What would you say?
2: Total or per game?
1: Total. NBA. Okay.
3: I might lean towards G League just because there are – Ten more tenured guys like Poku, who they might want to really get an answer this yeah. year. So he might get, you know.
1: It's kind of where Poku's at. I feel like that's where Baisley's at. We haven't yeah. talked about him. He's not, obviously not playing summer league minutes, but both of those guys are at like the the shit or get off the pot right stage. Yep. There's there's young guys breathing down their necks ready to take those minutes. And so it's kind of fascinating. I Do guess we,
2: let's... want to talk a little bit about, about Vegas and, and what you expect from... Chet coming back, and then what you expect from Paulo and Jabari and Jaden and Shaden? yeah,. Tonight, so,
1: so let's talk about what we'll see tonight. Yep. What we expect for tonight, and yep. let's save the what we expect for Thunder guys for tomorrow. Yep. In that badass studio.
2: Let's do it. Yeah. What do you got tonight? Who do you think? Who do you think looks better? And and what happens tonight means literally nothing. Yeah. But
1: I'm 100 percent ready for the overreactions. But
2: Paulo versus Jabari, they're probably going to guard each other. They both think they should have got number one overall. Who looks better like when, when we get on Twitter tonight, which fan base is getting trolled and which one is trolling?
3: I kind of think Jabar I think Paolo's gonna look better. I think Jabari is a player that needs to be activated by someone else. And Jalen Green and Shangun are not playing for the for the Rockets. So you have you're relying on like Tai Tai Washington.
1: Hey, that's better than what he had last year. It
3: is. It is. So I'm I'm curious. I think Jabari would need to get hot from three. Yeah.
1: I think Paulo is going to try to like overpower folks I do too. Yeah. tonight. I think,
2: I think Paulo is like, especially after seeing what Chet did in his debut, I yeah. think Paulo is going to, Paulo's got the personality to come out and say like, no, no, no. I'm the alpha. Like this is my class. Yeah. I think Jabari's like, yeah, like I know I'm good, but I'm not going to like overdo it.
1: I would imagine that here's the thing. I think people will talk a lot about Paulo after tonight. I predict he's going to be pretty inefficient.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think he'll get a lot of dunks. There's not I mean there's not great defense played in summer league. Yeah. I I, I I'll predict his stat line. I'm ready. He's going to have 26 points. Jesus. On 17 shots. Wow. Yeah. 8 boards. He's a good passer. 3 assists, a steal and a block.
1: Does that put his debut better than
2: Chet's? Uh, Yes, because we are creatures of recency bias. That's very true. Yeah, and that's all that's going to be talked about.
1: I'm looking forward to that one, but just as much after that game, it's 11 o'clock back home in Oklahoma City when this second one tips off. We get Portland versus Detroit. Shaden versus Jaden.
2: Detroit is loaded.
1: Stacked. Detroit's going to be starting like Cade Cunningham, Shaden Sharp, Sadiq Bay. Like, no, Jaden Ivy. Oh, did I say Shaden Sharp? Yeah. That's what I meant. Jaden, like, they are stacked. Killian Hayes. They're, like they're, they they should Duren. win Summer League depending on how much Kate plays. 100%. But, I mean, Thunder fans talked a lot about Shaden Sharp. Summer League isn't competitive. Like, I mean, it's comp, but it doesn't mean anything, right? right? This is still the most competitive game Shaden Sharp has played in in two years.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, no, that's true. That's a good point. I, I have not thought about that.
2: That's gonna be fun to see. Do you think yeah. it's more likely he just balls out, and we're like, "Holy shit!" No, I think he's gonna shit the bed. You think so?
1: We'll talk about this again tomorrow. But I'm I'm on record oh, right now. My. I think he's gonna shit the bed tonight.
2: You could ha- you could be on Cold Takes exposed. I think we're gonna. I think hours. after
1: tonight, we're gonna say, "Yeah, there's a reason he slid to seven, and he needs a lot of work. It's clear he he's got the tools, but he needs work. I think that's what we're gonna say after tonight."
2: It's maybe fair. maybe I'm totally wrong. I, I mean, none of us have any substance to say we agree or disagree. So, yeah.
1: so predictions. The four big guys we see tonight are Paulo Banqueiro, Jabari Smith Jr., Shaden Sharp, Jaden Ivey, as far as rookies. Right, right, right. Okay? Obviously, we see Kate Cunningham tonight. He's, he's the best he's, of all of them.
3: He's incredible, yeah.
1: But those four, whenever we come back to this hotel room tonight after watching those two games, who is the one that we're like, Oh my gosh, can you believe like how good he looks? Like how awesome he is. Uh
2: I who's have, the guy? I have two answers because I think you can interpret that just a little bit differently. Okay. Um when you watch a player live, things jump off the page. Like Davion Mitchell last year, we all knew he's a good defender, saw him on TV at Baylor. Watching him in Summer League defend was like, oh my like the way he moved was yeah. just like quick. I think Jaden Ivey, when we come back to this October of the night, you're gonna say, I know what fast looks like now, like he's going to blow you away with his on court speed, but I think that Paulo has the best performance.
1: Okay.
3: I think, uh, the universe just leans towards damning the Sacramento Kings. So I think Jaden, I is going to go the hell off tonight.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, for what it's worth, Keegan Murray had a pretty good, good summer looks, league looks, out in California. Looks great. Look, I'm excited to see what yeah. it looks, out, looks like out here in Vegas mm-hmm. as well. So, um, no, no. Any other thoughts about Thunder Utah Summer League or what we're going to see tonight? Before we log off here, again, we're recording another podcast tomorrow before Vegas Summer League really takes off.
2: Yeah, I want to. I want to save some stuff for tomorrow. But I would say, if there's any questions anybody has about Utah or what's about to come in Vegas, DM us and we'll talk about it live in the studio.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll send out a we'll we'll post a mailback tweet. Yep, we'll good. post a mailbag tweet. Get that going. Yep. Um. Nick, you've been to Vegas Summer League before. Silva and I's first time. Yep. Day one, Silva. Mm-hmm. I haven't even been to the arena yet, but just the Vegas experience at Summer League time.
3: It's a blast. Uh, I mean, you're seeing you're seeing NBA figures everywhere you look.
1: We saw three head coaches, a GM, handful of players. We literally saw Dave McMiniman walking through the lobby of our hotel and then an hour later saw him on ESPN on the TV. Let
2: let me just say I blew it. Yeah. (laughs) Silva walked by Doris Burke and didn't even know who she was. I saw a
3: lady walking our way. I was eating the pizza while walking. I was dipping the pizza in the ranch. Got the ranch on my face and I was like, well, there's ranch on my face. I'm not going to look at this lady that's walking towards me. And lo and behold, it was Doris Burke.
1: I turned around, and I, and I just looked, and <laughs> Nick <laughs> looked at me. He was like, yep. And Silva goes, what? <laughs> I said, that was Doris Burke. He goes, no, oh, damn it. <laughs> he had
2: no idea. <laughs> he had no idea. Tonight, uh, tonight's going to be – I think the Stars will be out tonight. Yeah,
1: There's going to be a ton of people courtside. We're going to see everybody yes, there. Yes. Um, a lot of flack about, you know, like yesterday the Thunder played Memphis, and Jaw was courtside in Utah. Where is Shea? You think we see some of the Thunder vets courtside uh, Saturday night? I do. When the Thunder take on, uh, I believe they played the Houston Rockets first. Is that right?
2: Yes. Um, well, I mean, last year there was like nine of them. Yeah, I think they'll all be here. Yeah, I, mean, I bet there's some
1: pickup running going on.
2: Oh, there, without a doubt, is. I I, I think there will be there will be Thunder players here. Yes, I just want to say I want to see Shea and Chet interact just just one time. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I it, that's Chet like, leans oh,
1: over the bench like five rows up with those crazy long <laughs> arms to high five Shay.
2: We'll talk about this tomorrow. Um, I'll tease it here. It's interesting to see Chet and Josh are like butt buddies already.
1: There, mm-hmm. There's a bromance,
2: and yeah. Lou and Shay are the same way. Like, do we see them become a foursome? I wasn't gonna All say right. it, but like we all agree Lou is not part of the big three moving forward. No. Like, do we see Shay? Is he like too old and much like Josh, Josh is older or Chet's older than Josh.
1: Yeah. Josh is the baby.
2: Yeah. I like, just broke do, my brain. Do, do we see them like become like, you know, you don't have to be best friends to be a good big three either. Yeah. Right, clear. Right. But like, do we, do we ever see them being like a true three or four person bromance or is it just. Who knows? It's interesting. We man. can talk more about we'll it. We'll see.
1: All right, let's get out of here since we got another one coming tomorrow. Hey, guys, if you were in the in the chat tonight, thanks so much. Uh, already the the live stream was hopping. We appreciate that. Hey, tomorrow, tune in 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. It'll be 1 p.m. local time out here in Vegas. We're going to go live from the Wynn studio for Blue Wire. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait. We'll have you covered, so keep your eyes peeled. Follow us on all of our social channels. We'll have stuff going up tonight as we make our way over to Thomas and Macarena. Thank you all so much, and we will talk to you soon. Until then, and as always, thunder up.